my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. Let's face it, the majority of the times that we have hot mess moments, it's because we are not listening to our intuition, to our heart, to our higher self, to our gut, whatever you want to call it. We have tuned it out. So in this episode, I'm going to give you examples of that. I'm going to share with you ways in which you can bring that back to life if you're not hearing it anymore, really kind of help teach you to get in touch with your intuition again and start making better choices. It doesn't mean that you're never going to have another hot mess moment because I think that's life and that's all of us, but let's start looking at this in a different way. So the first thing I want you to do is really throughout this episode, I want you to think of your intuition as a best friend that you know inside and out, and that friend knows you inside and out. So this is like that friend that if you ask them what you should do about a situation, you know they're going to tell you and you know what they're going to say. It's almost like you already know what they're going to say, so you may not ask them. We do that. We do that with our intuition. We already know it's going to tell us no, and so we choose not to ask it. We also know that it's that very best friend that is going to love you no matter what, that is going to hug you during that hot mess moment, absolutely going to tell you I told you so, absolutely going to be that friend who's very brutally honest, not the one who's going to validate you and say that everything you do is wonderful and right and just and all of that. It's going to be the one that's like, "Mm, not your best moment, friend. So really kind of think about that as this relationship and friendship that you're building with your intuition. It's almost like it's a separate being within you. I know that sounds kind of weird, but just go with it. Okay. So I want to give you an example in my own life of a time that I didn't listen to my intuition and it turned out to be such a hot mess moment. So right before I got married, I was young and I really, I grew up in a very religious home and the counsel of the religion was always to pray before you do anything. And I've never been a religious person, still I'm not a religious person. So that wasn't my go-to. I wasn't used to doing that anyway. But I remember, and this was minutes before I got married, I think I had family out, like it was literally right before I got married, day before, night before, something like that. And I'm laying there and I was sleeping on the floor because we had family over. And so I got booted to the the floor to sleep (laughs) and I'm laying there and I had this thought come to me that I needed to pray about this if this was the right thing to do. And I immediately, first of all, was shocked because that was not how I thought, still not really how I think, but that was my thought process. And I was like, what? And then I had this thought, I'm not going to do it because I know I will get a no answer. And I was young. I didn't know what in the heck I was going to do if I got a no. I couldn't, I mean, I could have, but at the time I didn't feel like I could have stopped it. I didn't feel, you know, it was the pressure of I'm letting all these people down. We've already paid all this money. I would absolutely crush him. This would be devastating to him. I can't do this to everyone. 
I can't do this to him. I can't do this to my family. I can't do this to his family. So I ignored it. But I knew going into it that it was a no. And, you know, fast forward years later, we end up getting into divorce. It was a nightmare situation. Actually got really unsafe. Not the best situation for me to be in. But I knew it from the beginning. And yes, there was so much good that came out of it. I have three amazing kids from that. Like, I'm not going to beat it all up and say it was the worst mistake of my life because definitely was not. I'm just pointing out the fact that there was something in me that knew and it wasn't cold feet. It was a knowing. It wasn't nerves because I had plenty of that too. It wasn't that feeling of pressure, the bridezilla thing. It wasn't anything like that. It was a knowing. And that was very different for me. I didn't even tell anyone about it. For years, I never told anyone. I don't even think I said anything about it until I got divorced because it was just such a raw moment for me. And knowing that for all those years, it stayed in the back of my mind. There was another time where we were actually building a home in an area that I didn't want to be there. And I remember thinking as we were, you know, breaking ground and going through the home construction process, I had a feeling that this is where we're going to be when our marriage ends. It was a feeling. It was a knowing. I know that was my intuition. I didn't know what was going to happen at the time. It was actually a pretty decent time in the relationship, but there was so much around it that was knowing. And it was like that best friend that knew what was going to happen, that was going to stand there by my side, be there with me. I didn't know what to do about it at the time. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that type of thing in a minute. But that was very much a time in my life where I had a lot of hot mess moments, mainly because I was not listening. I wasn't taking heed. I was just winging it anyway. So that is something that I want you to be aware of as you're thinking about your own moments. Time after time after time, when I talk to other women, I find out how many times something in their life, something told them that this was a bad idea, that this was not a good situation, that this wasn't right the, the right relationship or the right career path for them. And they did it anyway. They felt the pressure. It was people-pleasing. All that stuff became higher priority, higher authority than their own inner knowing. So some of the reasons that we don't listen to our intuition is because a lot of times it doesn't tell us what we want to hear. We want this new relationship to work so badly. We want this to be the right career path. We want all the things we want. And our intuition is telling us no, and this isn't what we want to hear. So we push it aside and we do our own thing, just like that best friend. We have that best friend who does that for us on a daily basis, and we just don't want to hear what she has to say. So sometimes we don't even ask her. So that's another thing. We're not asking ourselves. We're not asking that higher knowing because we already know they're going to tell us no, or we just know that they're not going to approve or it's not going to be a good idea. So we completely stop asking. But most often we hear it. It's that friend that gives you that unsolicited advice and you know they're right, but it's not what you want to hear. So you stop listening, push it away, do your own thing. Fast forward, you end up in a hot mess moment. Hey, podcast fam. Years ago, I was in a really messy place and I didn't know where to go, where to start. And someone actually recommended a book to me. I started reading and my entire world changed. It was a self-help book. And from then on, I was binging every self-help book I could get my hands on. But what I loved was that the perspective of others, the things they had learned truly changed my life. 
and it really put me on a forward moving path that I have never had to look back on that I have been so incredibly grateful for. Now over time, those books started to take over my house. I have a teeny home, I didn't have a ton of space, and what changed for me was I began listening to books. Now you're here, you're listening to this podcast, so I know you know the value of hearing words and being able to listen while you do other household tasks like folding laundry, getting ready for the day, mowing the lawn, whatever it is that you're doing, you're consuming it by listening. And that is exactly what I started doing to conserve space and be able to listen to more was using audiobooks. I love, love, love audiobooks because it gives me the freedom to be able to listen to any genre. I can listen to self-help and then a little bit later I can listen to a murder mystery if I want to. Whatever it is that I need in that moment, it is there. And that is why I'm so excited to let you know that I have paired up with Audible. So as one of my listeners, you can go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and try Audible for 30 days for free. Yep. Super excited about that because they have every genre under the planet. All of the good books are on there and you can totally get your fill of self-help and everything else that you might need to truly impact your life for the future. And you get to try it for 30 days free. Think of how many books you could test out in that time frame. So remember, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and give it a shot for 30 days. If you don't love it, you cancel it. No big deal. All right. With that, we're going to go back to this episode. Another reason that we don't necessarily tune in or listen to our intuition is because it can be kind of hard to hear. If you're not open to it, if you have been ignoring it for so long, it's not as loud as it could be. So for example, if you have that friend who has told you time and time again and is always trying to share their insights with you and you never listen, you never even acknowledge that they have spoken, they're not going to speak. They're not going to offer advice. They're just going to sit there and watch you crash and burn. And that's kind of what is happening here. It's there and it's always there, but it's like, "Mm, she's not going to listen to me anyway, so why bother? So the more you push it away, the more you ignore it, the weaker that intuitive muscle becomes. So to counter that, it's starting to ask, start to listen. Even if it's not what you want to hear, if you're not getting the answer that you want, it's about trusting that that might still be the right answer. Because in our minds, when we are trying to run the show, we don't see the whole picture. We don't know everything that's going on. We're not picking up those little subtle clues that our intuition is. And so we're not making that best decision. Our brains cannot make the best decision because they can't see the full thing. There's other stuff that our intuition picks up on. Another reason that it gets, that it's hard to hear and it's hard for us to follow is because it can be quiet as in soft spoken quiet, not necessarily just hard to hear because you're not open to it, but also quiet. I call them nudges and they really are to me. My experience with that is I get a lot of small thoughts, small nudges, things that are easy to dismiss or completely miss totally. And so every now and then I'll get a smack to the head. I actually kind of like it when I do because it's nice. 
because I'm like, oh, I know what that is. But it's calm, they're soft, they're quiet. And it's like, oh, okay, I need to tune into that. So for me, sometimes it's a topic or an idea or a thought or a song that keeps coming up. And so, and it comes up in different ways. I know I've shared this before, but similar to when I started this podcast, I started having this thought of, I should do a podcast. And it was, oh yeah, that would be cool. Maybe I will. And then I'd forget about it. And a little while later it would come back and I'd think again, oh, I should, I should start a podcast. And so at some point I was like, okay, I will, I am going to start a podcast, but I don't know when it's going to be sometime in the future. So I had made the decision to follow that intuition, but in my mind, it was going to happen later. And then I was sitting with my son. I was actually working, helping him with some homework. I think at the time he was like 12. So young, and it was his schoolwork. It was his computer, his school computer. So it wasn't tracking any of my (laughs) search history or anything. And we sit down to do this school assignment and their assignment that was a school created assignment was on creating and publishing a podcast. And I seriously laughed out loud because I was like, okay, okay, I hear you. This is going to happen now. So I actually started doing some research and within a couple of months, I had a podcast and I had it launched. Those are little things that become more loud because I'm paying attention to them. So the thoughts were very quiet in the beginning. Those subtle little ideas of, hmm, maybe I should have a podcast. Maybe I should start a podcast that I ignore for a while that I don't act on. And the thought comes back again and I don't act on it again. Thought comes back again. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. I recognize this is a reoccurring thought. I'm going to do it, but it's going to be later. And then boom, I get this other message and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it now. I have no idea why. I don't know why I needed to do it then. And I'm not going to waste all my time trying to figure it out. But I did recognize that this was a reoccurring thought is a sign to me that this is my intuition, that this isn't just a good idea that really I don't want to follow or that I don't need to follow. This is important. And that is how you will hear it sometimes. It's going to be a book that falls off a shelf, or you will hear several podcasts where they mention a similar book or the same book, or you have a feeling when you see that book, you're looking at a bookstore or at a library. And with all these books in front of you, you are drawn to one. Trust that. Worst case scenario, you read that book and it's a waste of your time. Oh, well, so what? Most often, if you are drawn to something, it is because your higher self knows you need it. So recognize that. What is that little nudge? If your eyes are drawn to something, if your attention is drawn, if your thoughts or your focus is on something, if you think that maybe you should give a friend a call that you haven't thought of for a while, or maybe you should drive a different way home, follow those nudges. The more you can act on those things, the more your intuition is like, oh, she's listening. It's like that best friend again, who you come to them and you're like, okay, I'm ready to listen to you. Give me what you got. And they're like, mm-hmm, sure. Until I start talking and you're going to ignore me. So what do they do? They start giving you little hints. They start testing the waters with you. They start sharing little bits of information to see what you're going to do with it. If you follow their advice, if you take it and run with it, they're going to be like, oh, she's serious about this. She does value my opinion and she's going to listen to what I have to say. 
So they'll start offering a little bit more and a little bit more. And the more you take it and the more you accept it and the more you see success in it, the more you're going to turn back to them and the more you're going to strengthen and build this relationship with your intuition as if it is that very best friend you could possibly have. And then some of our moments we'll forget. We'll go back to our old habits of ignoring. We'll go back to our old habits of our intuition not telling us what we want to hear. So we push it aside and we get back in that cycle. But the more you use it, the more you get used to it, the more you can return to it more quickly. So it's like that muscle memory comes back. I've been ignoring you for a minute. My bad. Sorry. Let's get back to the swing of things where things are working great. An example in my life where I have seen myself follow those intuitive nudges and it has been amazing. I call that, I call that flow. And for me, the visualization and the feel of it is actually a steam engine where I have a thought and things just start going. So an example in my life is with my old work, I had, we had a dog program. We had a facility dog who was there to help kids go to court with kids, interviews with kids, all that stuff. And before we had the dog originally years before, when I had first started in that position, I had attended a training. They were talking about ways in which they were using dogs in their facility. And I loved it. I was absolutely in love with the idea, but I live in a small town, middle of nowhere. I'm like, eh, that's not going to be a reality for me, but how cool is that? So fast forward several years, I get an email and there's another nearby location who are bringing in dogs And so we start talking, I'm getting information from them and they have a fabulous program, but it's not quite right for me and for our program. So I really kind of, in my mind, I'm like, okay, what would it look like? So I create this vision of what it would look like if we were able to have a dog program in our center. And it was just a really great idea. And I let it go because I don't know, wasn't timing. I guess I had other things coming on. We were building buildings. I was getting divorced, had a few other things going on in my life. So that was not my primary area of focus. But a while later, I got some best practice guidelines that popped up in my inbox and I read it and it was bullet point by bullet point, exactly what I had envisioned having in my center. They also had recommended some companies of where you can get trained dogs, blah, blah, blah. And each one, like I follow the link. I click that, I learn this information, I see how it feels. I click this link, I follow that information. And it was within a year of receiving that that email, we had a dog in our program and we had one in there for several years, for 10, actually 10 years. So for me, it was flow. That's what I call that when everything just worked out. So we, I applied, I had to apply for an application with this organization To even get an application, I had to apply. So I send in that paperwork, get the application. And each step, I'm like, well, I'll just complete it. Worst case scenario, they tell me no. So I complete it, send it in. Next thing I know, I get approved on that. And it's a phone interview. And we have the phone conversation. And every time I'm just like, well, if it works, it works. And it just all worked like clockwork. It was seamless. It was effortless. I had permissions with all of the authorities within my area. I had approval from the organization. Like it was done. Boom. And it honestly felt as if I was, you know, I shoveled some coal into the steam engine and it took off. And once that momentum built, the only thing I needed to do was hang on and like push a button here and there. It felt that effortless. And that is what happens when 
We are following our intuition. We are following that guidance. We're following those nudges is the next step will start to appear. Things become easier. And it's just like that best friend who's kind of leading you and they're leading you down that path. And they're saying, oh, jump this little part right here. Let me toss you this rope. Let me help you over this area. We're just going to make this seamless for you. And it becomes such an easier state of living. Now, I wish I could say that hundred percent of my life is that way. It's not, there are still plenty of obstacles and opportunities of growth, but the more I listen and the more I tune in, the more of those states of flow I have, the less hot mess moments I have, the less inner chaos I have. I'm following that intuition. I'm trusting it. I'm like, okay, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going there and I trust it and I'm following it and I'm not assigning a result to it. I'm not putting all of my heart and soul and eggs in. It has to be this way. It has to look like this. I'm just saying, okay, show me what you got. So I really hope that this is helpful to you. I hope that you recognize areas of in your, in your life where you have not been listening and where it has become a hot mess and ways in which you can strengthen and start listening to that intuition, start building that relationship, start creating your new inner best friend, and then start to see where those states of flow will come as a result. If you don't have any examples in your life of when you've had a state of flow, chances are you're ignoring your intuition. You're trying to put everything into your mind and do it all your way, your way or the highway, and that will lead you to a harder life, to more stress, to more overwhelm, to more chaos, to more hot mess moments. So build that relationship with your intuition Act as if this is your very new best friend, someone who knows you inside and out, someone who you know inside and out, and just start working it from there. All right, my friend, I hope this is helpful for you. Please, as always, share this with a friend. If you know someone who needs to hear this, make sure it gets to their inbox as well. And I will be back in your downloads next week. 